Bouncing Back Podcast with me, James Middleton. It's good to be talking to you again, I must admit. And just a little pre-warning, I have had a coffee this morning. No big deal, you might think, but it is a big deal for me because I have actually stopped drinking coffee for two weeks because I read that our bodies become used to caffeine and our caffeine threshold basically increases and then we need more and more caffeine to give us the same effect as if it were you know when our sort of caffeine threshold is at its normal level so I was thinking right okay well there's only one way to find out if this is actually true or not by doing it myself so haven't drunk coffee for two weeks because I wanted to almost reset my system and I don't like using that term because we're not a car we're not a machine you can't when people say oh take this diet to boost your metabolism you can't boost your metabolism or reboot your metabolism but what you can do is take things out your diet and then reintroduce them again and see what happens so I've done that and I am absolutely flying this morning the caffeine has sent me for sick so two things it's worked and secondly I've got a lot of energy so let's hope that I don't fire through this episode talking absolute nonsense and go too fast okay so bear with me I am shaking a little bit but everything is okay I'm okay and I'm ready to do this episode so today we I am going to be talking about the topic of happiness again now it's a funny one because happiness is one of those topics or when you ask someone or when you get asked I I don't know if you find this but when I get asked James what is your definition of happiness it always takes me a good couple of seconds sometimes longer minutes to actually think what is the definition of happiness and I don't think that there's a single definition and I'm going to run through that in this episode I think it's different for everyone different answers apply to different people but I do believe there are methods we can apply and definitions we can explore to certainly open up our minds to what happiness is and what happiness isn't and I think it's important to delve into this and recently I found myself really thinking and reading quite a lot about the topic and grabbing different opinions and ideas reading different books and listening to different podcasts but one thing I've come to the conclusion of for myself is that happiness is the most important thing to me in my life and that's why as a result of that I'm so intrigued and so interested in finding out what that true definition of it it is for me and today I'm going to explore ideas such as happiness is maybe being in a flow state, having inner peace with yourself, being fully present and that also things are only perfect or imperfect based on what we desire so there's loads of little interesting topics here and it all comes down to the fact that I think happiness is something that is learned I don't think you are just born happy and you just are happy your whole life I think there are definitely things that you can do to improve your levels of happiness now if you had asked me maybe five years ago less four years ago three years ago how happy I was I probably would have given you an answer along the lines of yeah I think I'm pretty happy without actually the faintest idea of what I meant or what the question really meant to me and to be honest 
that response, looking back at it now, really meant I'm probably sitting at about a four or five out of 10. 10 being super happy, can't be much happy, and one being depressed. I didn't value being happy. I never really thought much about it. And I considered myself quite happy because I had a job, I was earning a salary, I had my friends, my family, the sort of things that for a lot of people would, or you'd think, yeah, you've, you've got a lot in your life, so you can be happy. But then you don't want to cross between happiness and gratefulness or, or thankfulness. But I didn't truly understand what happiness meant, nor did I really pay much interest to it, because back then I wasn't that self-aware. As a, as a 24-year-old guy working in London, going into the office, I kind of just was going with the flow and, and never really had that much interest in, in all of this like I do now. I lived in my own little world and was quite happy with that. Well, this is the thing, at least I thought I was. At least I thought I was happy. Today, today I would say I'm a good nine out of 10. Obviously I have days which aren't so great and moments and things that happen which maybe bring that number down a bit, but most of this is because over the past four or five years, and I'd say in particular the last two years, I have learned that, like I said at the beginning, happiness is the number one thing that I value in my life. I've been able to cultivate it with a number of different techniques along the way because of the interest I've had in it. And I don't think happiness is something you inherit or choose. The more I've read about it, listened to podcasts on it, delved into it further, the more I believe it is a skill that can be acquired and learned. A bit like learning to weight train, really. It's one of those things where lots of people don't do it because they're not interested in it and they don't fully know or understand the major benefits. But anyone that starts weight training or doing some form of exercise and learns how to do it properly and learns the skill and understands their bodies more and finds them, find themselves living in a, a whole different new world of experiencing the plethora of benefits. And I think that happiness can be quite similarly looked at. When we're younger and we ask our parents, you know, the kinds of questions, well, I used to ask my mum all the time, what happens when we die, mum? And where, what is God? Where Where is God? Is there a God? And who is the best person to marry? And should I be happy? These kinds of questions. And I think, I mean, maybe it was just me. Maybe I was a weird kid, but I generally did ask those kinds of questions. But there are no universal answers to them because different answers apply to different people, right? All of these questions have answers, but they've all got personal answers. The answer that makes sense to me, for example, and works for me, might be total nonsense to you, and vice versa. So on that basis, what happiness means to me might be very different to what it means to you, and that's okay. And the purpose of this episode, like I said, isn't for me to tell you what happiness means to you, because I don't know that, and it would be a waste of my time trying to tell you what it should mean, and look like to you. I do, however, I do, however, think it's very important to explore what these definitions are to at least open up your mind so that you can either see it from a different light, you can think about some of the things that I'm telling you, 
because the more aware of some factors you are that that could apply to you the or paint a clearer picture to you the more you can understand you know as to what is and isn't your definition for you for some people happiness is this flow state for some people it's a feeling of contentment for others it's satisfaction my definition of it i've come to realize is constantly evolving and changing back when i was this fresh-faced boy thrown into wait hold on actually let me let me change that because i'm still a fresh-faced boy all right maybe fresh-faced man okay but when i was younger there we go when i was younger straight out of university and thrown into society and was told right james this is your path this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life this is how your life will look like enjoy the rat race my definition of it was very different to what it was even just a year later and my definition of it today is even different to what it was a year ago today i believe that happiness is a default state it exists when you remove the idea that something is missing in your life and i think that's really important it exists when you remove the idea that something is missing in your life and a lot of us myself included go through life sometimes thinking oh, if i just had this i'd be happier if i just had this i'd be more happy what's missing what's missing what what do i need in my life to make me feel that fulfillment and i've come to realize that we are highly judgmental thinking machines constantly walking around thinking i need this and I need that and I'll be happier if I have this. It's like we're trapped in this constant stream of desires, unable to be happy in our present state with what we currently have and what we're currently doing. And on that basis, happiness is, or I would say is the state where nothing is missing. When nothing is missing and you're fully present in your conscious mind and you're not running into the past to regret something or heading to the future to plan something just when you're in that moment when you are just being and you have eternal si silence internal silence not eternal silence internal silence when you have internal silence this is when you are content this is when you are happy now feel free to disagree with me i'm not saying this is the absolute truth of what happiness is but i know that it's certainly a fundamental component of it quite often people think that happiness is simply about having positive thoughts and taking positive actions and it drives me mad when i see these people online and oh just you know if you're a positive person you're putting positivity out in the world you're going to be happy but the problem with this and i've discovered this truth the more and more i've read about it that with every positive thought there also lies a negative one so as an example if I say I'm happy, it also means that I was sad at one point. If I say that that woman over there is attractive, then it means somebody else is unattractive. The line, there's that famous line from, oh, is it Passenger? Yeah, Passenger Song that goes, I'm not going to sing it, by the way. Oh, sure, I'll give it a crack. You know, only know when you've been high, when you're feeling low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only hate the road when you're missing home. God, yeah, you're welcome for that little, that was, you know, you know that song that I mean? Um, I think it's called Let It Go. As well as it being an absolute banger, it, it draws attention to the fact that, I can't believe I just sang on my own podcast. God, who would have thought? 
Um, it draws attention to the fact that every positive thought has a seed of negative thought within it and vice versa. So, you know, only you've been high, only know you've been high when you're feeling low, or you only miss the sun when it starts to snow. So it's it's these opposites. And this is why so much greatness comes out of suffering. You have to view the negative before you can aspire to and appreciate the positive. So then going back to what happiness is to me at this moment in time, it's not about positive thoughts. It's not about negative thoughts. It's about the absence of desire, especially the absence of desire for external things. The fewer desires that I can have, the more I can accept the present moment and the current state of things. And the less my mind is racing because the mind only really exists in motion towards the future or the past. When we're present, when this compulsive striving away from the now stops, you experience this incredible sense of flow in everything you do. And it's something that I've been really, really working hard on the last couple of months really mainly and thought about the last couple of months is trying to be present and and stop living and stop allowing my mind my unconscious mind to dip into the past or be into the future because I was finding that I was living my life in either one of those states where actually you know the moment your attention turns to the very moment you are in that's when you feel this presence and you feel the stillness and a great deal of peace you no longer depend on the future for fulfillment and satisfaction. You don't look to it to be rescued and therefore you're not attached to the results of it. On this basis, on this basis, neither failure nor success has the power to change your inner state of being. In other words, you have found the life underneath your life situation. And to be here, to be this present, is the most peaceful and powerful position to be in as a human being. If you can't be present, if you can't be present just under normal circumstances, for example, sitting alone in a room, maybe walking through the woods or a field or even listening to someone talk, then you certainly won't be able to stay conscious when something in your life goes wrong or you're faced with a difficult situation or a difficult person or even worse with the loss of something. What will happen is you'll be taken over by a reaction. This And this reaction is usually in the form of fear, right? And this is when you're taken out of the present and your mind pulls you very quickly into this deep unconsciousness. These challenges that you face in your life, these are your tests. How you deal with them will show you and others where you're at as far as your state of consciousness is concerned how well you can remain present and not let this fear or other negative emotions override your consciousness and catapult you into a state of resistance and unconscious thoughts that is what matters it's not about how long you can sit with your eyes closed or what visions you see because i think really we can all just sit there on the sofa and close our eyes and let these thoughts come into our head and let them disappear and obviously, the more you practice that, the better you're going to become at being fully present and just existing in that moment. But it's about when things go wrong. And don't get me wrong, the better you can be at being present when things 
are right and easy and you are just sitting on your sofa at home and you're you're able to feel that presence and that stillness of course the better you are at that the better you are going to become at dealing with life when things go wrong and not letting emotions negative emotions override your thoughts but really it's about dealing with this when issues arise which is why it's so important to just be conscious of this in the first place because we all know that for example if you get into an argument with your partner and you're feeling super angry maybe jealous maybe resentful I don't know any one of these negative emotions and you want to say something to your partner that you know isn't going to be very nice or is going to slightly hurt them or you don't even believe yourself you know we've all been in that position that's when you are in your unconscious state of mind that's when you're not present that's when you're either thinking about the future you're thinking about something that's happened in the past and your thoughts are completely overriding your conscious state of being and that's when you start saying stupid things and acting in stupid ways that's when as an example it's important to be fully fully present and fully aware of how you are how you are feeling what emotions you have and trying to be as conscious and rational as possible now of course this is much easier said than done but there is definitely a way of practicing this and the first thing you can do is just by being aware it's all about awareness just recognize that you're feeling these emotions and recognize that it might not be your conscious state that is talking and acting it's your unconscious state it's your mind controlling you and your ego taking over just by recognizing this you are already feeling more present and you will already start to understand and act in a more conscious way on that basis I have found that the more present I am the more happier and content I will be this is what I've come to realize and more so than ever in the last few months of my life I've just come back from a week away with my family in the mountains in the Austrian mountains and a few people asked me the question James what have you learned about yourself in the past week and actually it's a lot of my clients that have asked me this question because whenever my clients go away and they detach from their work or their lives and they take a holiday and they relax when they come back I always ask them you know what have you learned about yourself in the past week because often when we are on holiday I don't know about you but certainly me I have a lot more time to just think about stuff and think about things in my life and it's quite nice it's it's a good reflection period so I got asked this question and my answer to that is that I've learned to be more present and I was reading the book The Power of Now by L. Eckhart whilst I was out there incredible book if you haven't read it already get it now honestly it's it's amazing and and before reading it I've always tried to be more conscious of living in the now today I realize the sheer significance of doing this learning to do this and the instrumental effects it has on your happiness because so many of us are unconsciously living in the past or thinking about the future and the reason being is because it gives our minds something to do and our minds love being active and having things to do and so does our ego it feeds off it however it doesn't serve us as best as we can be served and as best as we can live because living in these two states 
either the past or the future, it completely detracts away from being able to experience your true conscious self in the present. For example, ask yourself this, okay, right now. Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling stressed? Just take a little bit of time with how you're feeling. Are there stuff you're thinking about that you need to do when you finish listening to this podcast? Are you so busy trying to get to the future that the present is reduced to a means of getting there? Fun fact for you. Stress is actually caused by being here but wanting to be there. In other words, being present but wanting to be in the future. And it's a split that tears you apart inside, right? It causes anxiety. But to live like this isn't right. It's not right at all, but so many people do live like this. And that, by the way, doesn't make it any more normal. You can still move fast. You can still work fast without projecting yourself into the future. You can still achieve the goals you've set out without resisting the presence. As you move, as you work, enjoy the flow of energy, the high energy of that moment and do it all totally. Because if you do, you'll no longer be stressed. You'll no longer be splitting yourself in two. Enjoy the process. Enjoy what you're doing right now. Listening to me, talking to you on this podcast. That is all that matters. All you have is this very moment. And do it with all the energy you have to give to this moment. And when your mind tries to jump in and say, oh, you should be doing this. Wait, what about that? Have you forgotten you need to do that too? Oh, you're wasting your time doing this. Just simply observe it and smile at it. And then watch it quieten down and enjoy feeling your presence. The present is the only moment we have and it is the only time we can consciously feel happiness. That is where happiness lies. When we are here right now in this very moment, free from past thoughts or free from worried about future endeavours, just living blissfully with that internal silence. And if if I latch on to a feeling, if I say, oh, I'm happy now and I want to stay happy, then that's when you're going to drop out of that happiness. Don't, don't latch on to it. Don't think, oh, I, I feel this happiness now. I need to grasp that. Because now the, suddenly the mind, the mind is moving and it's trying to attach to something and create a permanent situation out of a temporary situation. And this can happen without us even realising because it's in our unconscious mind. But we have to bring it into our consciousness because by doing so, we prevent the unconscious mind and our unconscious thoughts from dictating how we feel and from taking over our very existence. When something is unconscious, it happens automatically, right? We have no control over it. Just by being aware of this, like I said earlier, just by being aware of this, we become conscious of it and preventing the unconscious from taking control. So happiness, in this instance, isn't suffering, it's not desiring, and it's not thinking too much about the future or the past, but instead embracing the present moment and the reality of what is and the way it is because our lives are all just present moments after present moments that is our life now another viewpoint i want to present to you is the concept that nature has no concept of happiness or unhappiness 
nature is here due to the cause and effect of the Big Bang and mathematical laws right up until this very moment, okay? On that basis, everything is perfect, exactly the way it is. And this is what I was observing when I was in the mountains. When I was up there, just looking around, you know when you are in the mountains, I mean, if you haven't been, definitely try and go to the French Alps, the Swiss Alps, Austrian mountains, just, it is just so vast, it's actually quite breathtaking. But the way the mountains, they just perfectly intertwine with each other and just exist and and they're so big and I can't even put it into words really and this is me trying to give an objective viewpoint of what I saw because it is only in our minds that we are happy or unhappy things are only perfect or imperfect based on what we desire for me being in the mountains I desired that freedom that feeling of being away from everything and relaxing and smelling that fresh mountain air and so because of this I saw my surroundings as completely perfect because it suited my narrative and it's funny isn't it it's like the world just reflects your own feelings back at you if I was in an angry state when I was away or I was stressed out or my mind wasn't present and it was racing towards the future and thinking about all the things that I need to do when I get back and all the things that are going on and creating anxiety I wouldn't have appreciated my surroundings as much. I wouldn't have appreciated the mountains the way I did, where I was, just the sheer beauty of it all. And it's true. Think about a time you've been in a terrible mood for whatever reason, or you're feeling stressed or anxious. Everything around you reflects this. You know, something as trivial as like seeing a big part of washing you need to do. When you're in the state of mind, you look at it and you're cursing and it causes you more stress and you're like, oh, another thing I need to do, I don't have time to do my washing and Yeah, when you're in a great mood and you're relaxed and you're happy and you're present, you look at a pile of washing and you're almost like excited to put it in the washing machine. I'm like, oh God, I need to wash these clothes. I'm, you know, I need that t-shirt again and, and I need to get it washed because, you know, it's, it makes me feel organized and, and productive and that's a positive outcome, right? So reality has no judgments. It's completely neutral. You take a tree. Let's look look at a tree. Super simple. For example, a tree has got no concept of good or bad, right or wrong. Us, on the other hand, we're born into this world. We live and experience a plethora of sensory experiences and stimulations, lights, colors, sounds, tastes, and then we die how we choose to interpret these experiences is completely down to us we always have a choice we always have a choice and this is exactly what i mean when i say happiness is a choice if you believe it's a choice then it's within your power to start working on it but james there are external forces in the world that bring about the emotions we feel surely it isn't our choice as to what these forces make us feel. As much as it may feel that way, and by the way, that was just a, a hypoth- hypothetical question that I just came up with right now. <laughs> it wasn't actually someone who has just like typed that in. Um, just something that I, is, is a usual question I get when I talk about this with my clients. But as much as it may feel that way, right, and as much as 
you might sometimes feel you don't have a choice and and the world does project these feelings these emotions onto you in reality nothing external affects our emotions and it may feel this way but ultimately you are always in control of how you feel whether you agree or not and once you grasp this it's something that is so incredibly powerful in terms of not letting external factors determine how you feel very obvious example sitting in traffic I used to get stressed out. Oh, why are these cars not moving? Why is there so much traffic? Oh, there's always roadworks. I've got to be there in 10 minutes. I'm going to be 20 minutes late. Oh, come on, move out the way. Don't let that car in. And, and you know, you're just so stressed out. And it, it causes you this awful feeling inside. But in reality, that is entirely on you. And no one else is suffering in that moment apart from you because you're bringing it upon to yourself it's not it's not the traffic that's to blame it's not this person driving like a lunatic it's not the road works none of that is to blame you are entirely to blame for the way you feel and once you understand this now i sit in traffic i'm like cool i'm present this is what it is i'm here it will go when it will go nothing I can do about it so I'm just enjoying being right now and gosh it is a much more peaceful world to live in and I see it as well every day I walk down the streets and you know someone you don't move out of the way for someone and they start swearing at you and and you know muttering under their breath I'm like dude chill out man like what's the point in getting angry I was skiing with my family and, and we took a wrong turn and we went down this like pretty dangerous off-piece bit admittedly uh, which my parents couldn't ski down and uh, my dad probably won't like me saying this if he's listening but he got super angry super super angry and frustrated and stressed about the fact that we'd gone off course and we couldn't ski down this mountain and that we were going to then be a little bit late for lunch and I just said dad what's the point in getting angry all it's doing is it's trapping yourself in that the way you feel and I understand of course there are times when our emotions get the better of us we're human beings we're emotional characters and you might think this is because we can't control how we feel sometimes and we're human and it's natural to feel upset particularly when observing something we don't like to see or angry when observing something we disagree with but when emotions override our rational self this is because and I'm going to go back to this point that I made it's our unconscious mind that is in control. And when our unconscious is in control, we have no power over what it does. And our ego craves more of it. In this instance, if there is truly nothing you can do to change your here and now and you can't remove yourself from the situation, then you just have to surrender to it. You have to drop all of that inner resistance, the false unhappy self that loves feeling miserable or sorry for itself because surrendering in this instance means these feelings can't survive that long so even for example like when my dad was getting angry if he I mean I didn't say this at the time because I don't think it's what he wanted to hear when he was angry don't say this to someone who was angry don't say James you just need to surrender okay because that normally winds them up particularly when they are you know 
acting in this unconscious way, the last thing that's going to help them come back into the present state is saying something like this. But this is just, you know, for, for your benefit and to know um, if you do find yourself in this in this situation. But surrender, surrender, because when you surrender to your feelings, they usually disappear quite quickly. And I have this thing where I'm never angry for more than five minutes. If you're angry for more than five minutes, then then it's a problem. So I give myself this sort of five minutes, yeah, get pretty angry and stuff about something. And then I'm like, Shh, but now that five minutes is now 10, 15 seconds. I'm, I, I can tell you now, and I'm not just saying this because I'm like, oh, look at me, I don't get angry. I'm not normally angry for more than, you know, 15, 20 seconds. I can be upset for a lot longer than that. That's, you know, different, but that's my little rule. And a lot of people think surrendering is a sign of weakness, but it's not. It's the complete opposite. It's a sign of strength. And through surrender, you will be free internally of the situation that you find yourself in. You then might find the, ch the situation changes without any effort from your part. And, and in this instance, that's when you're free. Now, this brings me back to the point that we need to be present as much as we can. Just observing this and just observing our unconscious mind is what makes us conscious. That is the first step. And this is all you need to do to begin with. And once you do this and you realize your emotions are coming from an unconscious place, you can then start surrender surrendering them to them. And that is if you realize there is nothing you can do to change your here and now. So the best thing that you can do when you're feeling these emotions, negative emotions, is just accept that they're there and just allow them to come into your body and allow them to pass. Don't fight them. It's so important not to fight your emotions because this will only create more friction internally and lead to more negative emotions. By merely observing, you are already taking more control over them, letting them arise and pass through. But you always have a choice as to how you feel and how you react, always. The more you can practice being present with your emotions, the better equipped you'll be at dealing with the external factors in life. And these external factors, they don't stop you will experience them your whole life. Things happening to you, things happening in your life, bad things happening in your life. That's just the way the world is. You, you can't expect to go living your life and being angry when something bad happens to you. That is not the way it works. The world does not care. It doesn't treat people you know, separately or individually based on who you are and how good a person you are. So knowing that is also a pretty liberating way of living because you can't expect the world to owe you things and when bad things do happen to you in life if you realize and understand that that's a part of living and you are in control of how you react to those things again it just makes your life a lot more peaceful negativity is never the best way of dealing with any situation and that's why I'm such a positive person. And it's something that I've worked on tremendously harder over the past few years, no matter what happens in my life. Because being negative keeps you stuck and it blocks any kind of real change. Even when I lost my younger brother, it was absolutely, I can't describe how hard it was and how upset I was and what I felt like the world was doing around me, it was just closing in and nothing mattered. And it was all I was thinking about. But even when my brother died, I 
knew I had to remain positive because I knew if I let these negative emotions and negative thoughts overwhelm me and override me, it would become harder and harder and harder to see the light and to see the positives. I knew from the very off I had to try and stay as positive as possible because that was the only way that I was going to get through that. And again, I'm not saying I didn't experience negative emotions or bad emotions. I did. And I surrendered to them and I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to be upset and sad and a little bit angry at the world. I didn't fight it because I knew it was normal and I knew it was part of the process. But it's one of the, the biggest takeaways that I have from that that experience and, and that event that's happened in my life and why now being positive to me is so important with anything that goes on and also when something like that happens to you now when stuff goes wrong in my life I'm like listen this this is nothing compared to what I've been through you know I don't care you know my car gets broken into something gets stolen as long as no one's hurt and everyone's safe I, I don't care you know life life goes on I'll take the positives because of that and these situations you just learn you learn from them and you learn to be as strong as you can and you also learn that it's okay to sometimes not be strong and to 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 surrender but being negative it keeps you stuck right and it blocks you from from any kind of real change and anything that is done with negative energy will become contaminated by it and in time this gives rise to more pain and more unhappiness just like i was saying because negative energy it's contagious unhappiness spreads more easily than freaking covid you know when you're around negative people and you suddenly feel this overriding wave of negativity rushing through your body right that's it that's the negativity trying to spread so unless you are immune to it which you can become to be it's highly contagious which is why i do not have time for negative people no sir because I would say I'm pretty good and I know a lot of people are pretty good at brushing off negativity but sometimes it can affect you even you know strong people it, it, it still latches on in some way so it's just best to just try and avoid negativity when you can and not put yourself in that position where you are trying to fight it off now something that is quite humbling and this is like my last thought for this episode and, and my last point before wrapping it up. Something that's quite humbling is knowing that you are not the most important thing in the universe. Because if you were, then the whole universe would conform to your desires, wouldn't it? And it's like I said earlier, you can't expect the world to be good to you because the world doesn't care. And you're just one of billions and billions of you know people that have come and gone in the blink of an eye and if you so like on that basis if you view yourself as let's say one tiny tiny molecule okay existing in this vast space that we call earth and beyond which is the entire universe then you have or you will have no expectation on how life should really be life is just the way it is it is what it is and when you accept that you have no cause to be happy or unhappy or unhappy happiness is there when you remove the sense that something is missing in your life like i said earlier when you have expectations of what your life should be like 
you will always be thinking that something is missing because you don't actually know what your life should be like. So you'll always be wondering, is this how it should be? Do I have everything I want from my life? Is something missing? Whereas when you live with a kind of neutrality, let's call it, and neutrality not not in the sense of it being bland or boring, not that definition of it, but the existence almost like little children live. You know, when you look at children and they're pretty much always happy because they are so fully immersed in what they're doing in their environment and in the moment. They don't have any thought about how their world should be based on their preferences and desires. It's it's like literally like a neutral state and a neutral state actually is when one isn't too caught up in their own head. And this is when I think one experiences happiness. We're barely here on this earth. Each of our own existences is like a blink of an eye in the grand scheme of things. And on that basis, we should be making the most of every minute. But by this, I don't mean chasing some stupid desire you may have. By this, I mean every minute you have is very precious and you should be interpreting everything that's happening in the best way possible. Trying to, at least. The world is fixed, so we largely have no control over a lot of it. However, although the world is fixed, we are malleable and we are creatures who can change, learn and ultimately grow as we move through life. And I think that's the beauty of all of this, that nothing for us is fixed. The sad reality is a lot of people have a fixed mindset. I am the way I am and I can't be changed, this is me. Everyone can change. Everyone can look inward and make improvements to themselves. It's a case of self-awareness combined also with the desire to improve or self-improvement. And I believe those who are self-aware or become self-aware are usually the ones who learn to become truly happy. Because real happiness comes only as a side effect of peace. Most of it is going to come from acceptance, not from changing your external environment. For me, I have lowered my identity since I realized trying to change what's around me is a waste of time. I am totally indifferent to things outside of my control. And I've actually reduced, and, and I can feel that I've done this, I've reduced the chattering of my mind, which once used to control my whole world. That voice, that voice inside my head used to be constant. And it still is, but it's a different kind of constant. It's a positive constant. And I've also, I've stopped caring about things that don't really matter. I don't hang around unhappy or negative people. I value my time on this earth massively. I hang around with positive, happy people. People who bring me up, who push me, who inspire me. I coach people who want to improve their lives. I don't take on clients who have a bad attitude and expect me to do everything for them and are complaining. I get rid of those people in the blink of an eye as well because I want to be constantly talking and surrounded by good positive energy because it's contagious. I read philosophy. I learn about space in my free time. I meditate. I sound like a loser. <laughs> no, it's true though. It's true. And But it's because I've... I've found like this is what this is what keeps that little fire in my belly burning you know you never want to let that fire 
go out, you always want to keep it at least simmering, but but feeding that fire to make it burn and, and burn in the best way possible. You know, I work out every single day because it makes me feel alive and it all works. And I believe, I truly believe that you can very slowly and methodically improve your happiness standard, just like you can improve your fitness. So I'm going to end the episode with that little takeaway. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, I love that episode. I hope you did too. And I hope you've managed to to take away some value from it. Quite a lot there. So if you want to listen to it again, sometimes I do that to podcasts that are a little bit too deep and hectic, um, then do. But yeah, it's always such a pleasure for me to do these. Thank you so much to continue listening to these podcasts. I'm still humbled and blown away by how many listeners and how many of you are continuing to listen to every episode. Every week I just get peppered with messages. When's the next one? When's the next one? When's the next one? And I'm like, listen, I would sit here in front of this mic all day, every day if I could, but you know, I've got other other stuff to do. But just a little recap, just a few takeaways. So from that episode, discussed obviously all about happiness and the kind of different avenues that, that we can explore in terms of coming up with a definition. But I think ultimately for me, happiness, it, it is the most important thing to me in my life. And that's why I've taken such an interest in exploring it further. But there isn't really a single definition. It's different for everyone. Different answers apply to different people and that's fine. But I do believe there are methods that we can apply, some of them which I've addressed and discussed and definitions that we can explore to open up our minds. And I think all of this is just about opening up our minds and looking at things from a different perspective because that's only going to enhance, you know, your thoughts and your ways of thinking and hopefully contribute positively to how you view things. So we looked at things like happiness being a flow state, you know, having that inner peace and that very much comes down to being fully present, which I think everyone can work on and be better at. And then finished off with the fact that the world is actually in a neutral state and everything is it is the way it's meant to be, right? And it's only perfect or imperfect based on what we desire. So it's very important that we're not constantly living life thinking something's missing or desiring more and more. It's very important to be present as much as possible and happy, you know, with what we have in this very moment right here, right now. Please, if you haven't given this podcast a rating on Spotify or the App Store, please, 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 any kind of feedback, give it five star if you like it. If you don't like it, don't give it one star. Just don't bother doing anything. Um, But yeah, I'd really appreciate that. And what else? I will just see you at the next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Goodbye.